these days, and so it's a good opportunity to be vegan. It's also a good opportunity to eat a lot of sushi. Um, it's the sushi fast, as we all know, which means we can go to all you can eat sushi and God will bless us. And we're getting extra points by eating more sushi, which is a good, you know, approach. Um, so getting caught up in the letter of the law and the fast and the food and the ingredients and all of these things obviously is not the point uh, of the fast. Um, and the practice is not as important as the heart, okay? And we don't do this, and, and I'm kind of, you know, going out on a limb here, we don't do this for God. It's not like God is looking down and saying, you know, did they count the ingredients? The, no, the seventh ingredient in that muffin was whey, so therefore they broke it, right? Is that, is that the kind of God we worship? And I think similar to what we heard in the sermon today, that's not the kind of God we worship. It's another kind of God, but it's not our God, okay? And so is, is breaking this fast, you know, a sin? Is it something God is upset about? Is that the point of the fast? And the answer is the fast is for me, right? The fast is my fast. The fast makes me into a better person. And so I do it for me. I'll, 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 let me expand this thought a little bit. Life sucks, right? And life is full of disappointments, okay? Life is full of, I really want this, but I'm going to get this. Right? I wanted this wife, but I got that wife. I wanted this kid, but I got that kid. Right? I wanted this kind of boss, but I that got that kind of boss. Right? I wanted this kind of subor subordinate, but I got that subordinate. Right? Life is full of that. Okay? And I wanted this kind of treatment and this kind of respect, but I got this kind of treatment and this kind of respect. Okay, so life is full of I want this, but I'm going to get that. And Christianity teaches that I accept that with joy, the thing I did not want. Okay, that's real Christianity, right? Someone treats me not so great, and I want to let him have it, but I don't. And I want to be angry, but I choose peace. And I want to fight, but I choose patience. Okay? So this is what Christianity is all about. That's the big thing. That's real Christianity, okay? So now the church comes along and says, I'll tell you what, we're going to take this really hard stuff and we're going to break it down to something really simple that everybody can understand. You want this food, but you're going to get this food. You want to eat that, but you're going to eat that. You want to eat at this time, but you're going to eat at that time. And what we're going to do is we're going to train you, train the muscle that says, I want this, but I'm going to get that instead. And so the church is, 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 is training the muscle, right? The muscle of discipline, the, mus the muscle that says, I don't always get what I want, and I'm okay with it. At a very baby, baby level, with the most basic, basic thing, the church says, you know, even if you want this food, don't eat it. Pick this other food. Okay, and it's working that muscle, that ability, that will, the strength, right? And it's killing my ego, the, the, the part of me that says, I want that. I need it like this. I really enjoy that, right? Talk to me like this. 
right? That part of me, the ugly part of me, right? The, 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 the church is teaching us to kind of keep that suppressed a little bit, right? And just say, I'm going to get something else, and I'm going to be okay with it, right? So this is what fasting is, right? It's me working the muscle, right? So then we come along, and we say, great, I'm going to have a Beyond Burger. You can't even tell the difference. All right, knock yourself out. Right? I'm going to eat all you could eat sushi. You're not training anything. You're not doing anything. Yeah, you, you check the box, and if you worship you know, the, the Jewish God or the Hindu God or the, you know, some other God that isn't our God, he'd be like, all right, that's 17 points, right? You got all you can eat sushi, you didn't even have the mayo. Well, that's excellent, right? But that's not the God we worship. And so what we're looking for in the church is to say we want to strengthen discipline. Right? We want to strengthen that. You know, sometimes I remember when I was younger and I'd be fasting and then someone said, hey, why aren't you eating meat, you know, high school or college or whatever? And I tell them, we fast 55 days vegan. And people a lot of times would tell me the same thing. And I'm sure you've all heard the same thing. I could never do that. Right? I mean, now there's a lot of vegans running around. But, running around. but back then, People are like, there's no way I could go 55 days without any meat. There's no way I could do that without dairy. There's no way I could do that. And I remember thinking to myself, really? You really have no control over yourself that you can't just limit what you eat? You can't tell yourself, I'm not going to eat that, and you just don't. You know, and forgive me, I, I had this thought. I was in college. I thought, you know, what are you, an animal? It's whatever's set for you, just eat. You have no ability no discipline, no strength, no, no ability to rein in your own will. And then I realized that I had been trained to rein in my own will. I had been trained to see something and say, I'm not going to eat that thing. Right? Why? Because I just, I'm not going to. I have chosen not to. And then that muscle then applies to the big things. But don't get caught up in the little things. Right? It's not about reading the ingredients. It's about working the muscle. So that, the big things actually make a difference, right? Because when your spouse kicks in or your kids kick in or your friends kick in or your boss kicks in or the clergy kick in or the Emil Khidme kicks in or the servants you serve with kick in and all those problems come, that's where the real Christianity is. It's not in the ingredients, right? It's the muscle that I've, that I've worked. None of that was on that slide, but <laughs> I'm sure it's there somewhere in the, in the heart. So what fasting is, in place of food, put something else there. So it isn't about removing things from our lives. It's about inserting things into our life, right? In the sermon, it was mentioned that each fast is about making me less, thinking about me a little bit less, and thinking about something a little bit more, right? So whether it be the Apostles' Fast, where I think about serving others, or the St. Mary's Fast, where I think about her virtues, or the Nativity, where I think about the birth of Christ. Insert something else. I just want to see what I was going to say there. I found out I was giving the adult meeting like 35 <laughs> seconds ago. Um, and so what we find is that the, 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 the period of the fast is a time where, quote unquote, we put our foot on the gas, right? So what does that mean? It's a time when I elevate my spiritual input, right? You know, we, we usually don't read books. We usually don't do a lot of prayers. We usually don't serve the poor. We don't usually help out other people. Take the fast and make it a time to do those things. Push yourself a little bit, 
right? You know, when you're studying, you know, all the, the undergrads and, and high school students know you can cram, right? Two weeks for the exam or a week for the exam or the day before the exam, in case of my students, they all just start studying like crazy, right? And they study at an unsustainable level, right? They study for 11 hours straight. I used to do this, right? That is unsustainable, right? But it's this last minute push, and what it does is it puts a lot of stuff in their head, they can dump it on the exam, and then they forget about it, okay? Although it's not very ideal, fasting has a bit of that component, right? It's a period of time when I push my spiritual level along every dimension I can think of, right? And try to bring God into my life. Make conscious decisions to change patterns of behavior. To say, you know what, in the morning, instead of a cup of coffee being the first thing, I'm going to make it the second thing. And I'm going to take 37 seconds, just 37 seconds, and thank God. That's great, right? If any of us can commit to 37 seconds in the morning, every day of the fast, that's wonderful. That's a great improvement over zero, right? So it's that time where I say, I'm going to bring God in. Right? And one of the beautiful things about the way God created the world is he put heaven above us. Anywhere you go, there's sky. You can't miss it. And then he says, I'm in the heavens. And so this, the heavens reminds you, I'm always there. And all you have to do for any kind of meditation, you don't have to go to a retreat, you don't have to go to a monastery, you don't have to drive really far, you just have to look up. Just tilt your head. And you're in a, you're in a retreat. You're meditating. You're immediately looking at heaven. It's very simple, right? Just look up and take that moment, 37 seconds a day, a minute a day, during the nativity and say, I'm going to contemplate what kind of God this is. What kind of God this is that would humiliate himself. To allow his creatures to beat him. I wouldn't let my kids do that. Right? And I'm a human just like them. So what kind of God is this? It's a big question. Right? And that's the heart of what makes a Christian a Christian. So this is some uh, nice quote that I found on Facebook. Fasting is not about, it's from an Eastern Orthodox guy, so apparently they say the same things we do. Fasting is not just about food. Fast from self-concern and feast on compassion Fast from discouragement and feast on hope. Fast from lethargy and feast on enthusiasm. Fast from suspicion and feast on truth. Fast from thoughts that weaken and feast to promises that inspire. Fast from shadows of sorrow and feast on the sunlight of serenity. What's nice about that, it isn't just don't do things, stop bad things. It's about let's insert good things. And it isn't just insert mechanical things. Oh, I need to read the Egbeya. I need to do more metanyas. I need to attend more services and stand there for hours. None of those are those things, right? They're all about my attitude towards others, my life, my Christian perspective, okay? And this is ultimately where Christianity is. And we like to take church, and we like to take Christ, and we like to say, you, you sit in the altar and stay there. Right? I'll come visit you on Sunday from 9 to 11, and then you stay there, and then I'm going to leave, and I'm going to do my thing. And when I come back, I want you right here a week later. And we want to leave God in the church. 
We don't want to take him with us. And ultimately, Christ said what? You're the light of the world. So the idea of the Eucharist is what? I come, I take Christ, and then I do what? I leave. And there are some priests that tell you the Eucharist starts when you leave the church. That's actually the thing. That's actually what Christianity is. It isn't while I'm at church, I close my eyes, I act holy, you know, and then I, I see people. Christianity starts from 11 a.m. on Sunday to 9 a.m. the following Sunday. That's where, that's where Christianity is. I take the light that's in me and I spread it to every single person I encounter. And we become light of the world, right? That's the goal. It isn't come to church, put in my dues, say a few things, okay, that way God won't be mad at me and he'll bless my kids, right? And there's some kind of contract. If I don't piss God off, then I get a Mercedes at the end of it, something like that, right? Okay, so I talked a little bit about this at the sermon, um, what different fasts are about. So the, the idea of, of, of what the fast gives us so I want you to read this quote. I want you to tell me what you think of this quote. Holiness is the work of, the human, of human beings. What we need to do is to have a clear program of perfection, set to work with, a, with courage and patience, and achieve it little by little, and that's all there is to it. Sorry. So this is a widespread mistaken belief that Christianity is somehow ours to achieve, right? The only thing we can give is struggle. Victory comes from God. So we can't achieve victory. And any of you who have tried to struggle against any sin in your life know this very well. It's really hard, right? And it's full of rejection and dejection and failure over and over again. So victory comes from God. All I provide is the struggle, right? This morning at, at, Ves at uh, Matins, the gospel was about the two, the widow with the two mites. And every time I, I read that story, I think of myself and my two mites and how sucky two mites are. And that's all I have to give. And all we give is our five loaves and two fish, the little that we have, right? And then God gives the rest, right? I mean, you always think of the story of Peter, right? What did Jesus ask for? He says, let me borrow your boat. It's not a hard task. So Peter provides the boat, and then Christ fills it with fish. And this is how God works in us. We give what we have, whatever it be, very little, and then God blesses. So the fast is my time to do that. It's my time to push a little bit. And then the victory, God gives the victory. In his time, in his own way, in his own place. And believe me, the victory isn't easy, nor should it be. The worst thing that can happen to you, the worst thing that can happen to you is you struggle against the sin for a week, and then you're victorious. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Why is that? Because when you meet the next person who's struggling with the sin, and they say, I've been struggling for eight years. What do you think, loser? I did it in a week. You suck. 
There's no empathy, there's no compassion, there's no sympathy for the other person. There's no feeling of another human being's brokenness. But when you're broken, it's like when I, when I go to a, a, a hospital and I visit someone with cancer, and I say, oh, you must be in a lot of pain. I have no idea what I'm talking about, right? I'm just saying words. And they look at me and they go, you have no idea what you're talking about, huh? I'm like, nope. I have no idea what cancer is like. But if I'm visiting someone and I've had cancer and I've suffered for 10 years and then it's in remission and I go visit someone, that's a different visit, isn't it? Now we look at each other's eyes, we don't have to say words. They just look at me, I look at them, and they're like, you get it. And I go, I get it. And I hold their hand, and that's really all that's needed to be done. And so, as sinners, our whole goal is we're here as slaves for each other, to hold each other up, to carry one another, to support one another. And the only way you feel each other is when you feel their brokenness, and you feel their brokenness in your own brokenness. So life isn't about, oh, I'm going to set out and become a good person. You're not going to do that, right? And we, we know that everyone is a sinner and there's no one free from sin even if his life were a single day on earth as we say in the prayers of the church. That's not the point. The point is to struggle, right? And the fast is my time to do that, right? It's when I put my foot on the gas and I push. It says we do not have to become saints by our own power. We have to learn how to let God make us into saints. I love that, right? So how do you let God make you into a saint? Go limp. Don't push back. Don't fight against God. Do we fight against God? All the time, in every aspect, right? Half our prayers are a fight against God. Half our prayers is, I want this, I need this, I need this to be cured, I need a new job, this person needs this, this person needs that, you need to do this, you need to do this, do this, this. Half our prayers are, I am not content with what you're doing up there, bro. Half our prayers are a fight. And so what we have to do is to learn to let God do, right? You guys remember in the end of the Egbeya, the conclusion of the Egbeya, and every hour we say what? Sanctify our souls, make chaste our bodies, correct our thoughts, purify our intentions, heal our sickness, remit our sins, right? Think of the direction, right? Sanctify our souls, make chaste our bodies, correct our thoughts, purify my intentions, heal my sickness. You do to me. I'm not doing anything. All I provide is the struggle. But our own efforts must be directed to the right end. The kids are coming, so I'll end soon but our own efforts must be directed to the right end. We should fight not to attain holiness as a result of our own efforts, but to let God act in us without our putting up any resistance against him. We should fight to open ourselves as fully as possible to his grace, which sanctifies us. So who's the fight against? Ourselves. In fact, every battle with every other human being you have is really a fight against yourself. Every time someone pisses you off, every time someone stabs you in the back, every time someone does something that's inappropriate, the fight goes internal. How am I going to react? 
that person wronged me, that person maybe was right, maybe that person called out something I don't like, I don't know. Now what, now what do I do? Where does the fight go? I fight against me. And so as he says here, uh, we should fight to let God act in us without our putting up any resistance against him. And this isn't always easy. You know, one thing that sometimes people will say to each other is, you know, how do I know this is God's will? And they'll say, well, if it feels right, it's God's will. Do you have peace? Then it's God's will. Is that true? What if God's will is something you don't want? Something that sucks. Something that's painful. Do you, will you be at peace with that? No. So it's not always that simple. You kind of say, well, do I have peace for this? Well, okay, then it's God's will. Well, maybe God wants you to do something you really, really don't want to do. Maybe your name is Jonah, and God's will is not full of a peace. It's the opposite. Go do this thing. Don't want to. Go be this person. Don't want to. Right? And we can all talk about forgiveness until someone does it to us. I want you to all think of that one guy or one woman who pissed you off, who did that thing, right? And if I say, now go forgive them and give them a hug, never. Do you know what she did? Right? It's much simpler to tell someone else to go forgive, right? But you know that third cousin from Egypt who pissed you off in 1985, remember him? The one we don't talk to anymore because he's, you know, right? That's the fight. The fight is internal. It's to let God work in me. And I'm saying to God, no, I will not forgive him. I will not relent. I will fight you until I die. Do people do that? Do people not go to their brother's funeral because they're still mad at them from 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Who are they fighting? Fighting God. It's not a good idea. The fight is within me. Fight to forgive. Fight to love. Fight to give even though they don't deserve. That's the battle. And that's what the fast is the time for, right? To push that battle up another notch. I'm supposed to be done by now. I'll just keep saying things until uh, people walk in. Desire and effort must come from you. God will provide the power and the results. Desire and effort come from you. God gives the power and the results. He's the one who carries. He's the one who gives victory. He's the one who gives the results. All I give is my two mites. And believe me, it isn't much. And Christ told us, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so this becomes our model of, of Christianity. Anybody have any questions or comments? I can keep going, but I have like 700 slides. You don't want to, you don't want to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, for those you didn't hear, I mean, the importance of replacing it, right? You just go hungry, and then you replace it with something else. And this is, by the way, the word repentance. What does the word repentance mean? In Greek, who knows what it means in Greek? What's the Greek word? Metania, right? And the word metania literally means what? A change in mind, a change in direction, okay? Now, I want you to think about what that means, right? So when I repent, it means I change direction. Okay, so if I want to, if I want to change, if I want to start walking this way, okay, I want to walk to the right, what am, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to turn my head and make sure there's nothing in the way. It turns out there's a big basket here, so I should not walk to the right, okay? So this change in direction is the change in the look, right? From looking to the left to looking to the right. That's everything. And the key to repentance isn't just don't look left. You have to look right. It isn't a 90 degree change in a look. It's a 180 degree change, right? What does that have to do with, with Michael's comment is it isn't enough to say I'm gonna stop that or I'm gonna not do those things. That's just being moral. Every, a lot of people are moral. Buddhists are moral, Hindus are moral, Muslims are moral, atheists are moral, everyone's moral. There's lots of morality out there. That's not Christianity, right? Christianity isn't just don't look to the left. It's, but now I have to look to the right, right? I have to look towards God. I have to do something. I have to feast on something, right? Otherwise, I'm just stopping behavior. And stopping behavior is what you do at a 12-step program or, or any secular program, which is great, and it's fine, and it's moral, and it's nice, but that's not what Christ is looking for. Again, he's not looking for the victory. That's his to give. He's looking for the struggle and the look towards him. All right. Looks like the time is up. Yes, Ram. Yes, absolutely. All you can eat sushi is sanctified by God and is what you should do. Just don't have the spicy mayo because that's fatari. But the lobster rolls, yeah. As long as it's baked, I think it's okay. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Any other insightful theological questions like the one Rami just had? Okay. Glory be to God forever. Amen. Uh, let's stand and pray really quick. Make us worthy to say with all thanksgiving, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as give us day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Uh, if anyone is a servant, please just stay seated so that the uh, the servant meeting can start on time. And uh, we don't, huh? It never starts on time. <laughs>